Hey everybody, welcome back to the City and the Sound Podcast. It's 2022, so that means brand new episodes. On this one, we'll be talking to Blank Page. He's a member of the Wasteway Collective, and last year he put out a new project. This interview was actually filmed in November of 2021, but the conversation is still relevant to this day. So before we get started with today's episode, what I want you to do is to open up your ears Expand your mind and then take a listen to this. How's it going, man? How you doing, man? Also known as Blank Page. Oh, yeah. What's up, brother Josh? Man, it's nothing. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. So I guess the first question I got to ask is like, where where did you get started? I mean, I imagine you're from like Alabama and everything. Yeah, right? I'm from Alabama, Birmingham. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of a couple answers to that question. Uh, when I, I probably started recording music in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother had a computer that I fucking destroyed, probably <laughs> with some lime wire, um, and whatever else I was using. But I think Lil Wayne, I think Lil Wayne really, uh, made me want to do music. I don't know. I, I guess that's really when, that's the first artist that I listened to by choice. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I wrote was like, I think I was in the fifth grade and, um, I I wrote the bust, I, not the bust. I wrote the bust with this group of girls, and I had this freestyle. And we would all do the freestyle uh, every day. It was like, uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Jalen, and I ain't playing. You can think I'm a lead, but no, I'm staying. Like that's the first. Thing. <laughs> that's the first thing that I remember writing as a kid. But yeah, were uh, they impressed with the rap or were they like? I mean, they said it with me. Yeah, they, whether they were impressed or not. I, I had a few fans. Uh-huh. So <laughs> like, guess. so your earliest influence, you said like Lil Wayne was like any other like musicians or artists at that time that kind of like piqued your interest and like I guess this kind of started like you wanted to make your own music as far as the kind of artists. Uh, there were other artists that I was listening to, but when I think back to the memory of when I began making mm-hmm. music, that's really who I was listening to by choice. 
Uh, but I I did listen to other artists as a kid with my parents. Um, I had step parents and also parents. I had two sets of parents. Uh, so in one set I was probably listening to like Outkast, Sade, uh, Erica Badu, that kind of shit. Yeah. And then on the other side I was listening to like Fifty Cent. Uh, my dad's from New York, so uh, we listened to a lot of Fifty Cent and um. Uh, Erica Badu still, mm-hmm. Kanye West, uh, shit like that. I don't know. I don't know if I said Kanye West for the first couple too, but, <laughs> but yeah, Kanye West was in the mix somewhere. Yeah. So like, so when was like the first kind of start? I mean, I know you say you rapped in the school bus and everything, but when was like the start of like you like realizing like, oh shit, I want to do this like seriously, like you know, become like a full fledged musician. Um, I guess, uh, I guess in high school, uh, because. Uh, I was um, I was really into sports and stuff. Yeah. I was into playing football and stuff for a while, uh, so that kind of shifted me away from the art side of things in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think when I really got back into doing music, it was uh, actually with Randy from Saint Ether. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to high school together. We went to middle school, high school, uh, intermediate school, all that shit together. We I've known him forever. Uh, we. They so him and a couple of our friends had like this collective. It wasn't really a collective yet, uh, but it became what we called Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just maybe nine of us. It was nine of us, and we did. Uh, there's videos of us on YouTube and stuff from when we were little kids or whatever. So I, I think I was a sophomore in high school when when that shit started uh, taking place. When we started doing shows and. Uh, recording his basement and stuff because he made beats and I just you know I wrote music so mm-hmm. uh, that's how I started yeah I, I think that's how I really picked up and I was like yo this is you know and when people were actually because when I was making it in the basement in middle school nobody was you know listening to it yeah because it was just shit that I was making for myself as a kid mm-hmm. uh, but when people act when we actually started using SoundCloud and putting it out and people actually got a chance to listen to it and also mm-hmm. uh, respond to it. Yeah. That's when it became, oh, shit, people actually fuck with this. That means it's probably kind of cool. Uh, and from there, we've been doing it. So one thing, so so the, the stuff in the production everything, I'm assuming you mainly handle that, right? As yeah, far as- <laughs> I, I produce everything. Um, I'll use samples. I'll use uh, instruments, mm-hmm. uh, plugins, whatever. I use it all. Um, I use Ableton. Oh, dope. Yeah, I use Ableton for everything I do. Uh, on the last project, I tried to make it more instrumental and lo-fi. Mm-hmm. So I played most of the instruments on that and got people to fill in on you know, on that. And the on the project before, I used more samples, Yeah, whether they're instrument uh, samples or, um, you know, instrument samples or actual songs that I sampled. Uh, yeah, I use samples for that. Uh, next project, I'll probably be more on the sample side. I think I fuck with samples for real. Do you think it's like it kind of gives you like that kind of lo-fi kind of aesthetic vibe as opposed to like you know playing like it's gonna making like your own sounds on it? Kind of gives it like this kind of yeah time feel. It definitely gives it a it definitely gives it a lo-fi vibe that I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of fills in a space uh, instrumentally that sometimes I can't achieve myself. Yeah. No matter the amount of people I have come in and try to uh, do it, there it just does it a different way than what I could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So one of the things about music really interesting is that a lot of a lot of it kind of is really experimental. Like I know you covered Radiohead and mm-hmm. some of your stuff also reminds you kind of like Danny Brown or like Jake Pig Mafia. Like do you when you make music do you kind of constantly make it experimental or do you kind of just naturally just that's what comes out? Uh, I think it's a mix of. Uh, so it's definitely I'm definitely experimenting, mm-hmm. but I know what works for me at yeah. the same time, you know. So it's like experimenting, but experimenting in a uh, in a in a way that you can see a pattern in, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it I, I definitely go for psychedelic. Psychedelic is really the sound that I try to achieve. Something that that's kind of confusing mm-hmm. uh, is what I like to go for. So something like you know, like Tame Impala, something like that. that yeah, I that. love Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. Kevin Parker is amazing. So, yeah, I, I definitely have influence from Tame Impala. People like Toro and Moi, uh, you know, people who make that psychedelic music that touches on R and B and touches mm-hmm. on uh, hip hop too. Uh, I believe. Uh, you you mentioned JPEG Mafia. Yeah. I hear that a few times. I've heard that uh, that I, and that's a that's a huge artist of mine. I. I don't hear it myself, but I kind of, I kind of get it. Yeah. I kind of get it. He's very uh, experimental with his the way he does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess another question I have is like when you know, so obviously like you produce this music in the studio and stuff like that, production wise. But like when performing this live, like how how do you differently approach that when kind of doing a live version of those songs? Um. So with the way that I'm doing live music currently with the band, mm-hmm. um. So Blank Page is a name that I created for. Uh, just the art that I do yeah. in general. I could use it for any medium of art. The mm-hmm. idea is that you give me a blank page and I make something out of nothing with it. That's uh, dope. Yeah, yeah. So that was the idea with that name. And uh, I think it was in May, I went to a St. Ether show at the Nick. I had already had the idea of getting a band together. That's yeah. something that I've always wanted to do. But I went to one of his shows uh, or one of their shows uh, on a Sunday... Uh, I'm, I'm saying the days because they, the way it happened was kind of crazy. So I went to his show on a Sunday at the Nick. Mm-hmm. Amazing show. I was very proud of him. Like I said, I've I've known Randy since day one. Mm-hmm. So to see him perform, put on a show like that almost brought me to tears. Uh, I called him that night and I was like, bro, I I really have to put a band together so that I can perform on the same stage as you. Yeah. Like we we got to make that happen. Uh, he was like, well, I know a guy who plays guitar. Uh, he's looking to play in a band. Uh, his name's Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in my band, guitarist. Um, yeah, he had just moved here from like South Alabama somewhere. I'm not really sure, honestly. Sorry, Steven. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he had just moved here, and he was just wanting to play in a band. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him. I asked him if he wanted to be a part of the project. Uh, Andrew the other guitarist, and Frank, the drummer. Uh, they worked at the same job as me, and I just went up to them. This is all in the same week, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is all in, like, two days. You just, like, met them, just, like, because basically, like, hey, you want to be in a band? Literally, yeah, literally. I was like, hey, y'all want to try to do this thing? Yeah. And they were like, hell yeah. So basically what the band, what the music is that we perform is, and I, I'm not going to leave TJ out since we're still on that subject. Uh, TJ, actually, so Andrew, the other guitarist, mm-hmm. He is in a band with TJ, and uh, he told TJ, he was like, look, man, you got to be a part of this uh, project. So yeah. I got a bassist. I got all of that in one week, and we just started practicing. And the chemistry is amazing. 
the ideas that we transfer, the music that I make in my bedroom mm-hmm. into a different kind of sound yeah. live, like a different experience. So you're not trying to replicate what you've done, like recording wise. You're trying to like make it just a new, brand new experience, people to hear it. Yeah, uh, both kind of, mm-hmm. both kind of. I I want to replicate it in a way that it's familiar to you. Yeah, but also I want it to be different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So one thing about your output is you like so this year you've made just two albums have come out. So like, what was the process of of doing both of those? Like how how like. You know, how was the process of doing, you know, the auto one and then the newest one you just put out recently? Uh, so auto actually was a re-release. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm misinformed. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's what we're here for. Uh-huh. Uh, so auto actually came out in September of last year, okay. 2020, mm-hmm. over quarantine. Uh, auto was a project that I think I, I, I really wanted to do the project, but I didn't know exactly mm-hmm how I wanted to do the project. Like I, I knew that I wanted to do a project where I use a lot of auto tune. That's why I called it auto. Yeah. Uh, and auto is the name of the character that I used throughout the project to tell the story that he's dealing with. Um, that was a project that I kind of, uh, technically worked on for a few years because I, I made some of the songs a while back and I just didn't, really have the full project to put them where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, most of it I did in like a week, like before I put it out. Uh, well, not the week before I put it out, but before I decided to put it out, uh, I put a week into really just like creating the sound that I wanted to create because it all started to come together. So I was really determined and really wanted to finish it. So that was a project that happened at that time in my life. This project, episode seven, the one that came out uh, later, I actually worked on that before Auto 2. Oh, shit. So, okay. like, s- sometimes you make a song and you mm-hmm. don't really have a place to put it yet. You kind of just put it in, like, the back burner. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, same with episode seven. Same kind of idea. I had the, the, the idea of what I wanted the project to be, but it wasn't ready to... It wasn't ready. It wasn't fully together yet. So, the songs I made over, over a course of two years... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I started with Shades of Grey on that project, Shades of Grey, uh, that song, um, yeah, I, it was right after quarantine, uh, my job closed because of COVID, Mm -hmm. like, literally the day that that shit was announced, uh, it's like cutting doors, like, all right, we got it. (laughs) Straight up, straight up closed, and, uh, I wrote a song about it. Uh, in a way that seemed like I was talking about a, a woman or a person mm-hmm. that I'm in love with. Um, and it started there. It started there and the rest of the project just kind of came as like I came home and had uh, feelings or, mm-hmm. you know, ideas and I wanted to put them towards that project. Do you think like you work best when kind of working in kind of like organic nature, like more kind of just like rolling in like, all right, I guess I'm working on a song as opposed to being like, all right, tonight's tonight. I got to make music where sometimes, you know, sometimes that stuff won't come up because you're putting too much pressure on thinking about doing it. Definitely, definitely have to be in the right mindset Mm -hmm. and environment to make something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, There are times when uh, there are times when I'm working on something with somebody or by myself even where something pops up and it's like, okay, I'm going to go from here. And the inspiration comes from just deciding to go into it. Uh, 
but for the most part, I do have to, I do have to really feel like making something. Cause there's so many times where I'm like, all right, I'm making a song tonight. I'm making a song tonight. Mm-hmm. And I do not make and a song tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I do not make a song tonight. Uh, so yeah, I think I have to really be where I need to be mentally, physically, uh, all the way to, uh, even begin a song. Mm-hmm. I think. I know artists hate this asking like when they release the album or something like that, but like what is your favorite song on the project? My favorite song on the project. Uh I think it it goes back and forth. That's funny because there's a song on the project called Back and Forth. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes back and forth. It depends on where I am or how you know, how long it's been since I've listened to the project. Yeah. You go back and you find different things. Even though I created it, you find different things that you appreciate you appreciate it appreciate about it because of what's happening in life right now. Uh, I think right now, um, I think right now, Shades of Grey might be that song, mainly because that's one of the uh, most recent songs that I started working on with the band. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just, it's nice to hear it in the two different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be my favorite currently. But ask me that tomorrow. Might change. It might change, yeah. Yeah. So another thing is you're part of the Waste Story Collective. So like how does it, being a part of like a collective like that, like I know everyone kind of has like plays their part. How would you say your kind of part plays in it? Like would you, or how would you define your part in it? Ah, that's tough. I kind of have my hands in everything Mm -hmm. when it comes to that, I I believe. Uh, I try to produce things for people and uh, master things for people. It's like, if, if you need my help, I got you. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I do photography. Uh, there's just a lot that I do mm-hmm. to support that name and uh, keep that name alive, what, whatever it takes. So there's no uh, specific specific role that I feel like I mm-hmm. have, but I try to be there and try to play a part in whatever's going on. As much as I can, at least. So, like, how did you join it, per se? Uh, it was, so, I believe uh, uh, Griff mentioned this in, in y'all's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Griff lived in Tuscaloosa, and he called me one day. He had this idea of uh, creating something similar to what we what, what, what we would say Wastoid is, yeah. where people can... Um, create together and just you know pretty much create together mm-hmm. uh and so i was like cool blah, blah blah he ended up coming to my house one day uh i think he was just randomly in town ended up coming to my house uh randy came to my house i think i just had people over we were yeah. all just chilling on my front porch uh hanging out and it was a it was an appropriate amount of us that we'd like that we wanted to be a part of it mm-hmm. uh in our presence so we just talked about it there, uh, talked about the idea of making it happen and scheduled a meeting for that week and, you know, kind of went over the kind of stuff that we do in the project. And so, yeah, it was like people like me, Johnny, Griff, uh, Mario, Kajori, uh, Brock. Uh, well, Brock kind of came a little bit later, but still, Brock, Brock's an important asset. Uh, you know, I I don't know what name I missed or what what names. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to repeat people names. Like, man, he didn't miss me in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it ain't even like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people know I, I got love for everybody. Um, yeah, it was just a room full of us, and we just kind of like 
uh, told each other what we do and why we're doing this and, you know, that kind of conversation. And it became what it is. Uh, I eventually, uh, I, I was friends with Duncan before. Mm-hmm. Uh, through We did a music video called Pretenders. Uh, we I met him through a guy named Jake Easter. A guy named Jake Easter who does uh, lo-fi music in Birmingham. Um, met him through him. We did a video because Duncan really wanted to do a music video. And from there, we worked with another collective. And I, I just really wanted him to be a part of this collective. He's the type of guy who wants to just create stuff. No matter what it is, he mm-hmm. wants to make something happen. So I asked him to be a part of it. And he's been really helpful for what Wasteoid is. A lot of anything video related that you've seen on Wasteoid is more than likely Duncan, for sure. So he's the best. That's the man right there. Yeah. You know him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So one thing I really appreciate is like in your your music and kind of all the guys having a collective is that like I feel like, you know, Birmingham doesn't have like a specific sound. Um, and I feel like what's great about that is there can so many different genres and stuff like that can exist in it. And with the stuff that you guys put out is so interesting that it just like it's like, oh, this shit's kind of coming out of Birmingham. Like, what do you do you think it's like what makes it special for the music you make? Like the fact that it's coming out of a city like Birmingham as opposed to somewhere like, you know, like New York City or L.A. where it's like, oh, there's so much music. Yeah. No, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing that we um, that we and other people are able to put out music that uh, stands out in a place like Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh Birmingham, I feel like it's coming up, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. I think Birmingham is coming up, and I think that this past year, like after quarantine happened, I think we're able to like see a lot of shows and be a part of and kind of combine a lot of different shows that mm-hmm. aren't even like the same kind of vibe that makes sense at the same time. And uh, I, I think everything about what's happening in the music scene in Birmingham right now is amazing. I really do. I think it'll be uh I think I think it's I think what's going on here is beautiful enough for people who are on the outside of Birmingham, you know, who are in other places or even in Birmingham to see it and really kind of uh like you said it doesn't have a specific sound, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think right now what we're doing it it's possible to see a pattern in uh what's happening in Birmingham regardless of, you know, whether or not we have the same sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think it's dope. Are there kind of any artists who are in the scene currently that you'd want to work with? Uh, Brother Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't say me. Bro, I can't say you. I can't say you. I can't say you. Uh, yeah. Um, Vampire Mansion, mm-hmm. sick as fuck. Uh, Joy Boys doing great shows. Apprehend. There's so many to name. Uh, Ranger, new band. That's mm-hmm. a dope band. That's a dope um, Who am I missing? I'd be cool to see you with like someone like Black Plastique. I was thinking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Mel Crosby's dope. Oh yeah, Jim Mel Crosby's so dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to his. Uh, you were there too. Mm-hmm. We went to his um, Tiny Desk. Yeah. Thing and um, he killed it, man. It's uh, it's it can be hard for me to enjoy a rap show sometimes. Really. And I think he killed. I think they killed it in a way that made it enjoyable for me. I think it can be very enjoyable. And I think that uh, they fucking killed it. I'd love to do a show with them. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm i sure there's a bunch of names that I could say, but there's some dope artists in Birmingham, for mm-hmm. sure. So I think for you, it's kind of touching on you when you make psychedelic music and stuff like that. Like, is it important for you to not, like, to not have, like, any genre specific to what the music you make is? 
Um, it's so yeah. I I think it's hard for me to define. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think I don't think I would be happy for it to be uh, like pigeonholed in like one area. Yeah, exactly. But I think it is cool to hear the different ways that people compare it to bands or artists that already exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really fucking cool. Uh, so. Yeah, like I said, yeah. <laughs> so with like, you know, obviously like we're in, we're in November right now and December's right around the corner. So like what is, I guess going forward the new year, like what are some of the new stuff you kind of got planned for the future? Uh, So me and Vomar have a project we're working on. Uh, I'm producing the entire thing. Oh, I'm very excited about that. We got some songs done. We're going to finish some songs this week. Uh, he's also performing at the, we, oh, so we have a show January 2nd. Oh shit! Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blank Page has Breaking a show. News. <laughs> yeah, Blank Blank Page has a show January second, Saint Ether, um, uh, Grand Prix, mm-hmm. Polo Romeo, whatever name he decides to go by. It's his <laughs> producer and his artist name, um, Vomar. I think I probably already said that. I don't know, man. I'm high. Uh, <laughs> And who am I missing? Uh, and then an- another band, another mm-hmm. artist is going to perform as well. But January 2nd at the Nick. Um, yeah, Vomar. Yeah, I have a project with Vomar that's going to release sometime soon. Uh, we don't have a date, so I don't want to say a date. Uh, but that's going to release soon, hopefully before the show. And, uh, you know, we'll get to see some of those songs. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I have planned for the future. Dope. The current future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have bigger plans, but those are the solid plans yeah. that I have, that I know are happening. So one thing I like to ask a lot of artists is on here, because I know, especially the years going to a close, like, what are you listening to mainly? What am I listening to mainly? Uh, it depends. Um, lately, I have been listening to uh, very, uh, very kind of funny rap. Really? Not like not funny in like a parody way, just like just funny uh just the way that the rap just just the way that they use their metaphors and similes. Mm-hmm. Uh definitely on the trap side. That's what I've been listening to lately. Mm-hmm. Uh but like I said, like I'm not always listening to rap. I'm uh if I'm not listening to rap, I'm probably listening Radiohead. I love Radiohead. Radiohead's one of my favorite bands, so that's a band that I can always go to and appreciate. Um uh, yeah, that's what I've been listening to lately. Um, Dope. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Blank Page, I want to thank you for being a part of this, man. Uh, I dig your music so much, and um, I'm excited for all the shit you got playing, man. Yeah, I'm excited as well. I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited for everybody here, and I was excited about this podcast. So that's Dope. exciting. Dope, man. Thanks for being a part of it. For sure. Thank you. Thank you, Jalen, for being a part of the City of Sound podcast. It's 2022, y'all, so we got new episodes, new content coming up. Next week's episode is going to be with Birmingham artist Rude and True. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening every time as much as you can. From me to you, this is the City of the Sound podcast. This is Josh. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.